Welcome to You Know Something with Dina. Hey, look, I'm just here to entertain, inform, and keep this crazy train on track. And Tia. Me? Unlock your live wire that is liable to like go. They're like your cool ants. Exactly. You're exactly right. Fun. I can't can't believe you even brought that up. That is so fun. Informative. It's impossible to dust potpourri. You can. Sometimes serious. Dina, sweet child. Um, I am almost stunned. I mean, I'm being really serious. But most of the time, not so much. A caca. <laughs> I mean, a caca and a caca. No. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. Ladies. Let's go. Hello. My name is Dina. And mine is Tia. <laughs> and this is You Know Something with Dina and Tia. Tia, do you have any giggles or gratitudes to start us with today? I have a hysterical giggle. Okay. Let's My go. husband did at the dog park the other day. He was walking Bentley and Bristow up in the wooded area. And there were these two women that were sitting there just enjoying the day. Just like overlooking the lake and everything. Just loving life. And he walked by and they said, oh, what cute babies you have. And he goes... Can I just be real honest with you all? And he, they were like, well, yeah. And he goes, you know something? I used to be really somebody. <laughs> he said, now look at me. I'm walking two dogs with bow ties. <laughs> Leopard print bow ties. From Packleys.com? <laughs> he was like, I oh used God. to be somebody. somebody. <laughs> now look at me. And they just died laughing. And I Aunt came home and told me that story. And I went, buddy, you are somebody. And he goes, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Oh, my God. He's a dog dad. That's what I said to be proud of. But I know. But it, all of our babies have bow ties, like in leopard print. <laughs> I mean, that's what killed me. It was like, what's wrong with that? I used to be somebody. <laughs> I used to be somebody. It just hurt my heart a little bit. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, yeah, I think I think he's the king of the dog park. I mean, no, completely the king of the dog park. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he comes home and he he met this physician. I think it was he actually was a pediatrician. He's ninety four years old. Wow. He's not practicing now, obviously. Oh, He's thank retired. God. Oh, hello. <laughs> but, I mean, there's all walks of life. And it's just like um, the couple that we went out with, mm-hmm. you know, I was telling you that she thought that I was more Spanish yeah. or whatever. <laughs> okay. They go a lot, and especially Morris. And, I mean, I think the gentlemen sit and they just have, like, the greatest time ever. And then... There is a group of women, but I think they're, like, a little bit older than the guys. Oh, okay. And so, I don't know. They probably have their little get-together, too. I just can't wait for us to go. 
with Boogie and Blessing and see what happens. I know, I know. So he hasn't broken in Blessing. He hasn't had to use the name Blessing yet because the well, puppy's no. too young. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they can't get fully vaccinated until they're like 16 weeks or older. Right, so. right. That is hilarious. I used to be somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you're still somebody, Greg. You're king of the dog park. Punkin, you're always somebody. <laughs> always. Well, I have a little gratitude and, you know, I find that when I'm planning my gratitudes, it's the small things that kind of slip by you. You know, the big major miracles and health issues and other things that really strike you in the face are easy to remember, but it's the small things that I try to think back on. And this week, uh, a few months ago, I planted a garden, and I am not a gardener. I have no green thumb. I could probably kill an artificial plant. But uh, my dad always liked to plant uh, vegetables on the side of our house. Not a big garden, just a few tomatoes and cucumbers, zucchini, mm-hmm. peppers. So I just wanted to keep that tradition going. So I did it on my own this year and just thought, I don't know what's going to happen because I have no idea what I'm doing. But I dug a hole, stuck them in, put some fertilizer, watered it, and they're just, the green plants are really flourishing, but I hadn't seen any fruit yet. But the other day I was looking under leaves and I found a zucchini. A good size <gasps> edible zucchini. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I was so proud and I picked it and carried it and showed it to my mom and then I chopped it up and I ate it. <laughs> I did, was kind of proud of myself. Okay, did you share it? No. Oh, rude. <laughs> okay. Well, no, little it wasn't one. that big. Okay. <laughs> I have a black thumb. I've Do you? actually killed a cactus. <laughs> However, <laughs> wait a minute. Now, for whatever reason, Orchids and everything are growing in my house. I mean, I, I can't believe it. I'm stunned. And then Myra, my friend in Alabama, she just sent me pictures of this. They just purchased a house with lots of land. She sent pictures of this beautiful garden, tomatoes, oh, wow. uh, cucumbers, everything. But you know what? Yours is going to come in because hers are just now starting to come in. Okay. I was going to so, say you're scaring me a little No, person. no, no, no. It, it'll come. Okay. But I think she probably planted hers a little bit before yours. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. I'm always afraid to plant and then there'll be a frost. You right. Know? And it's really been in our area. I don't know about the rest of the country. It's been kind of cold for June and for the end of June. It's almost July and I actually wore a jacket in the know. studio today. It's crazy. I'm a little worried that I won't have a lot of fruit, but the plants are huge, so I don't know what that means, what I did wrong, but I'm proud of myself for, you know, getting it done and weeding and keeping up with it. So it's really brings you pleasure when that first fruit comes on. Mm-hmm. And I want to say about your plants, I know your orchid, when I was at your house the other day, it's, it's almost to the ground. I know, it's crazy. It's, I think it's that bay window you have, that all that light I know, there. but I've had windows everywhere. And then the last place, the rental house we were in, until we bought this house we're in now, my two peace lilies for my mom's funeral in 2008, I'd have kept them alive up and until then, which was crazy. They just died. They would not come back to life, period. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, garden, I've, I really, I'm sorry, I have to throw this in, but when okay. Greg and I lived in our A-frame, um, anyway, it was 17 acres. He wow. had a tractor <laughs> that his brother-in-law had rebuilt. And it was like a Ford, like yummy tractor. And he was, he got on it and he planted, I'm talking a huge, like corn. I'm talking oh, wow. corn, squash, cucumbers, uh, 
potatoes. Mm. That's the kicker right there. So one day, Myra and Lori, who I play golf with, came over and um, they were like, oh my gosh, this garden. I said, just take whatever you want. Okay, so Lori said, oh, I love potatoes. So I gave her all the potatoes that I could like dig out of the ground. You have to dig a potato, right. for those who don't that know. I, I didn't could, know that. They yeah, don't just appear on no, a vine. No, they don't. You have to <laughs> dig. <laughs> and so um, Greg got home from playing golf, and he's, I told him about giving the potatoes, and he goes, did, did, did you dig all the potatoes up in that entire row? And I went, well, yeah. I said, but more will grow. And he went, no. You gave all the potatoes away. <laughs> I did. Oh, no. We had no more potatoes. <laughs> you I thought they would regenerate themselves? Yeah, I kind of did. Yeah, I, I thought more that would, I don't know. I just thought I was getting the ones that were like right beneath the surface. Right. And then more would grow up. I don't know. <laughs> okay. The potatoes Dumb. are kind of a mystery because I didn't plan on planting the potatoes, but I bought, you know, you get those sweet potatoes in the plastic wrap and you can put them in the microwave and just cook them for like six minutes in the plastic oh yeah individual. i love those well i got two and i planned my mom's meal my mom and my meal for sweet potatoes and i couldn't find them i thought i know i bought that you know how you get home and you can't find what you know you bought you look out in the car to see if it rolled out of the bag but i could not find the sweet potatoes i thought i guess i'm just crazy i'm kind of distracted lately and i thought i picked them up and i never did so I forgot about it, and then, I don't know, maybe a month later, my mom said, I was smelling something in the cupboard. No. <laughs> and she said, I kept digging and digging. What is that smell? Mm-hmm. And I found these two sweet potatoes with roots growing out of the plastic. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So I planted them. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, but the leaves above ground are just flourishing and spreading. So how do you know when, you dig them, when to dig them up? Is it a time of year? Does the leaf look a certain way? Do you remember what time you dug yours up? I, I, do I look like a farmer? I'm just asking. I mean, really? Do I? I don't. Even if I put on overalls, I would never look That's like true. a farmer. That's true. But Greg knows. I, I don't ask him know. Ask him. Anybody out there? Send me a message. How do I know when you can start digging up potatoes? I think it's in the fall. Well, it's when sure. the corn comes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because we always we picked like the green beans. We had to break them, and all. And it was yeah. Like, because my dad's mom and dad had this huge farm. And, I mean, they grew everything. That's so cool. And so we broke beans. We pulled shucked corn. We dug wow. up potatoes. Everything. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it really makes me appreciate grocery stores so much because I've worked so hard. And I've gotten one little zucchini. And I have to say, like, um, tomatoes. Homegrown tomatoes taste great, but their skins are real thick. To but cut you through, you have to peel them. Grocery stores, I probably would appreciate farmers. Just for the farm, fun. You're right. The farmers. I mean, they like yeah, give right. it to the grocery stores because there's a lot of grocery stores that will take produce from local farmers. Right. Which is huge. Farmers, absolutely for sure. Because if you think, I was thinking, if I'm a, if I was a farmer and I had to depend on this crop that I've got right now, I'd be starving to death because I've got one little zucchini. I mean, I'm proud of that zucchini, but. I would be starving to death. So, but yes. you'd be really tiny. If you <laughs> that's true. Zucchini. It's funny because I was looking in the refrigerator. <laughs> I went out and I harvested what I had, and I had two cucumbers that looked like giant pickles, <laughs> and I had one little baby zucchini and a little green pepper. 
And I thought, if I had, if I lived on the prairie, <laughs> if I was Laura Ingalls, my dinner would be green peppers, two cucumbers, and a little baby zucchini. So I do appreciate that you could just go to a farmer's market or a, or a grocery store, like I mm-hmm. said, and go to the local section and have a whole meal. And do you ever grow eggplant? No. Oh, Did you grow hello, eggplant? it's huge. I love eggplant. But... Well, I don't. Oh, you don't? But Greg grew it. Wow. I don't know why, because he didn't eat it either. Oh, really? He's we just gave it away. Oh, well, that's fun, I too. I think it was people. exciting, because it was huge. Yeah, we well, you but, know guys are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Huge plants. Well, bigger is not better in vegetables. Nope. No, because I have, like, missed a zucchini under a leaf, and it's, like, four feet long. Right. <laughs> it's, like, this huge, scary alien that's growing in a pod in the ground, and my mom's like, do not, don't even cut that, because it's right. going to be mealy and icky, but. So, yeah, bigger's not always better. But anyway, that's my little... So, is that your gratitude? Yeah, I'm gra- grateful for my zucchini. Oh, I'm grateful for your zucchini. Okay, I've okay. got some gratitude. <laughs> okay. My gratitude is that in the last month, I was able to go to Panama City mm-hmm. and visit two of mine and Greg's, like, really dear friends Sandy and Ed, yeah. and it was a very short time, but thing about us, when the four of us get together, we all we do is just giggle. Oh, that's great. And that is just... So this is a giggle and a gratitude. Well... <laughs> gratitude for giggles. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm just so grateful that we got to see their new, beautiful, stunning home in Margaritaville, and then, this is a bigger plus, um, my friend Becky... That I've talked about, you know, her husband was just diagnosed with ALS. She, oh, she doesn't like the interstate, but she actually <laughs> came to my house, yeah. and I was hoping she was going to spend the night, but she didn't. But we spent the whole afternoon together, and that's that's huge. That to me, those times because time, you never ever get back. Mm-hmm. So once you spend it, it's gone. You yeah. can't get it back. It's very special who you choose to spend your time with. Absolutely it is. Mm -hmm. And I was just like so grateful and thankful for those times. So that's my giggles and my gratitude. That's great. You're just time with your friends and mine is a little zucchini. (laughs) I know, but that's yummy. Well, wait a minute. You're not grateful for the time you get to spend with me, are you? Yes, I am. I am. I am. (laughs) That's just a given. This is a given. Okay. Thanks, darling. Okay. Well, we're going to come back with our topic of the day. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. If you're listening through our website, we appreciate the visit. But our website is limited to only five of our most recent episodes. The other episodes just poof, disappear. So if you've just discovered us and want to listen from the beginning, or you want to revisit previous episodes, you'll have to go to a podcatcher app. There are a lot of apps to choose from, but my favorite is Spotify. Spotify has a free app that you can download to your phone. Once the app is installed, with just a few simple steps, you create a free account and you're ready to listen to us. Just search for You Know Something with Dina and Tia. And when you see our big dumb faces, just click the follow button and the little bell underneath and every episode we've ever released will appear there. You'll also get a notification when our new episode is released. You can also enjoy the many other great podcasts and your favorite music on Spotify too. 
you can create playlists with themed music for different moods. All of it's free. Spotify also has a premium service, which allows you more control over your listening choices and other great features. But there's no pressure to switch to premium and no free trial period. No tricks. It's completely free to listen to us and take us with you wherever you go. So download Spotify today. Welcome back. Now, Tia, today I'm going to give you a hint as to what our topic is. Okay. I'm already afraid. <laughs> Listen carefully. Mm. What are you doing? Yes, <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know. Why are you sniffing <laughs> stuff? Why are you sniffing things? Because today we're going to talk about scent. Scents, not like common sense. Like since you smell? Since you smell, yeah. There'd be no point in discussing common sense with us. Oh, no. None with me. <laughs> okay. That's why I love you. Oh, thanks, right, so We're going to talk about scents. What do you call them? Smells, aromas, odors. Mm-hmm. When I say odor, I think of bad. Yeah, probably. Scents are kind of encompass everything. So we're going to talk about scents. So the first thing we want to talk about is how smell happens. And I don't mean like how you make a bad smell, because I think we all know ways you can make a bad smell. (laughs) This is how we actually smell things. And this is from Henry Ford Health, henryford.com. Omar Danown, MD, a neurologist at Henry Ford Health, explains that a scent in the form of a particle travels into your nose first. So if you think about that, it has to be a particle for you to smell it. Wow. So think about all the yucky things you smelled. It's actually a piece of that going up into your nose. Okay, well, that's not really good. It's not a good thought, is it? No, it's not cool. <laughs> okay, now I'm just like trying to like... Yeah, <laughs> breathe out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I've never really thought about it that way. but So it goes into your nose and into the olfactory bulb in your brain. Then your brain processes it into like, okay, that's a rose. Or okay, that's an onion. Your brain tells you what that smell is. And so if you think about it, the purpose of smelling was probably to protect you. Like smelling if meat is bad. You know, if you think about it in the beginning of time, it's like, I don't think I'm going to eat that because Mm -hmm. that's a bad smell. Or smoke. Yeah, yeah, there's fire. Very good. Good point, Tia. Uh, there's an animal nearby. Or there's, if you just think about all the dangers, the smells can um, warn you. Alert you, you to you. that. Absolutely. Right. Thank you for being my words today because I don't have them. So if you smell something, the particles are in your nose. Like I said, so if you think about walking by roadkill, you know, you're going for a walk and there's a dead possum in the road. How many times do we do that? I know. And then after the animal was collected... You could still smell it months afterwards. It was crazy. No, and it wasn't a skunk. That was what was so... Oh, it was yeah. a possum. Was it a possum? Okay. Yes. But you could still smell yeah. the remains every time we walked past there. I know. There was like a stain uh, on the road, like a dark spot on the road, yes. and it smelled for weeks. Yeah, so... Months. months. Okay. Yes. Oh, that was foul. Ugh. Okay, so the smell has gone into your olfactory portion of your brain, and you've, you've identified what it is. And sometimes you can't identify. You're like... What's that smell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so maybe your brain just has never smelled that before. Right. Or it's like confused. By what, what actually is that? So once it goes in there, if you think about it, 
smells are very powerful and they kind of bring up an emotion, you know, like either a good emotion or a bad emotion. And the reason for that, so once it passes that olfactory nerve, it carries it to this, um, the almond-shaped region of your brain that processes emotion. It's called the amygdala. <laughs> amygdala. Mm. I feel like I'm on a medical Glad show. Glad <laughs> you can say that. Wow. Am amygdala. Now that is actually, and then to the memory center of the brain. So that's actually the emotion part of your brain. Mm -hmm. So that's why it can evoke like a memory or make you feel sad or make you feel happy. You're like, I don't like that smell because that makes me think of, mm -hmm. like my mother, she doesn't like carnations because it makes her think of funerals, you know, flower smells, overwhelming right. flowers don't think of funerals. So like you, let's say you loved oranges, which is a great smell. Your mother made, say, uh, orange tea, orange spice tea at Christmas. I'm not saying she did, but let's say she did. We'll pretend you think, smell oranges, you think of family and holidays. and blah. Whereas if I was at a traffic light and a truck was in front of me with crates of oranges, and you know, like all of a sudden the back fell open and all the oranges piled through my sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> just suspend your imagination. Okay, and let's the, do <laughs> I'm just imagining that right now. <laughs> and all the oranges land on top of my head. I probably wouldn't be fond of, you know, as I'm waiting for the ambulance to come and rescue me from right. the oranges. From being moving. bombarded yeah. from oranges. You were attacked by the oranges. <laughs> Wow. So I probably wouldn't want to smell oranges anymore. So, you know, that's how that works. So individual human experiences shape how we perceive smells and scents. They trigger different emotions. And this is, there's actually a word for this. That's why I was going through all that crazy example. Scientists call these experiences odor-invoked autobiographical memories. Mm -hmm. So that's a long word. Right. Just but remember the oranges on I top 1, of my... I 1,000% get it, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll never forget that image, will you? No, I mean, I get why odors, scents, whatever, affect us. I, I get that. Yeah. I sleep with my mom's um, silk gown uh, that I've had since 2008, and I spray her perfume on it. Aww. And I put it over my pillow. So, I never, ever, ever forget the smell of my mom. Now, my grandmama, her mom, she made the greatest cinnamon toast in the world. Oh, yeah. And when I close my eyes and go back to my mommy's house, that's what I call my grandmother, by the mom, way. Mom, mom May. Because oh, her God. name was Ella May. Oh, okay. That was her name, and I just called her Mom May. And, um... I can close my eyes and I can honestly, literally <laughs> smell her cinnamon toast. I've never, ever had cinnamon toast like hers since she passed, ever. Hmm. I wonder what makes it different. I don't know. It's just that, like, right now, you talking about scents and stuff, I can smell it. I can smell it. Aww. And it's just like, I don't know. Maybe she's like... With us right yeah, now, could and it's be. like you know, could be, mommy. I don't know. Yeah, so your your vision and your hearing go to a different part of your brain. Exactly. So that's why the smell evokes the emotion because it goes to the emotional part right. of you. So I thought that was interesting. Let's talk about our favorite smells. Um, I I can remember going with my mom to a bakery, and mm. I don't think there were bakeries in grocery stores at the time when I was young. 
but you know there'd be a bakery there'd be an egg store there'd be a milk store it was where mm-hmm. our, our town was small right so my mom would take me to the bakery so i knew oh boy i'm gonna get something when we're going intentionally going to a bakery and the door would open and it just Ugh, it overwhelms you oh, it's incredible it smelled like yeast and bread and cookies and I'm not oh. sure what yeast smells like. I just know what yumness <laughs> smells like. It's like bread. Yeah, yum. It's just yeah. yum. Yeah, there's no smell like a bakery. So I love that smell. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure if you worked at a bakery, there's a good example of good and bad. You probably get sick of that smell. Mm-hmm. You know, your hair smells like it and your clothes smell like it. And Now, I think you worked in a, didn't you work in a fast food place? Yeah, when you were young, so you probably smell like hamburger Thank grease, you, darling. French yeah, fries. Yeah, I worked at Burger King with Sarah, <laughs> who has been mentioned previously in one of her. She's the one that was so kind as to buy the, or actually not buy, but she gave the tickets to my husband and. Oh yeah, to the Craig, baseball game. Yes, yeah. and we worked at Burger King together, and. Mm, so tell me, did you eat the Burger King, or did you just get so sick of the smell that you couldn't? I was a teenager, of course. I ate it. (laughs) Ate it every day, right? Oh, my word, yes. (laughs) So did your hair smell like french fries? No, every part of me smelled like grease. (laughs) I was a grease pit, but it wasn't motor grease. It was hamburger grease, and nobody would ever, ever want to date me, ever. I don't know. Because I smell like grease. (laughs) I was horrible. You might attract certain And we had these really pretty brown uniforms. Oh, Oh. I remember that. Did you have the little hat? The little, um, what do you call that kind of hat that's like a little poofy thing with the little brim? Is Is that what Burger King hats look like? No, I didn't have to. I couldn't. No, I wouldn't have. I would have refused you would have to quit work it there if I <laughs> couldn't have hair jacked to Jesus. No, I didn't have to wear a hat. Yeah, I might be no. thinking of another restaurant. That, that's so funny. Another smell I like is um, candles being blown out. You're at a birthday party, saying happy birthday. You know the cake's coming, mm. and I'm a big fan of. I'll go buy a pizza birthday cake even when it's not my birthday. I'm just a fan <laughs> of that taste. They sell it by the slice in bakeries at grocery stores. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so when you know you sing happy birthday, that especially from my youth, you know, blow the candles out, that smell. Yeah. You, you know, know the it's coming. coming. Yeah. yeah, you do. <laughs> that cake you do. is coming. So I love that smell. Okay. May I sure. say? Uh, uh, um, That's what you're here for. <laughs> we, uh, when I say we, Sandy and myself, which is a friend of mine, and who I was talking about had a place in Margaritaville. They yeah. Were, uh, we go on vacations, the four of us, a lot together. And we were in Aruba, and mm. there was a a place in between the facilities at a sandals resort that you walk through, and there was this smell that was so overwhelming, and it was flowers. But it just, mm. like, I was like, what is that, Sandy? And she goes, and she knows every single plant, every single flower, every single bird. I mean, she is like a genius. And, and I said, what is that smell? That is the most yummy smell I've ever smelled in my life. And she goes, mm, I can't call it. And I said, what do you mean you can't call it? What? She was stumped. No, she was stumped. And she goes, I don't know. And I'm like, well, how do you look up a smell on Google? You can't look up a smell. You can't put a smell oh, in. That's a okay. Idea. But she went through flowers and the aroma that made her 
that she smelled. And it was kind of exactly what I smelled. And so it was like this tropical plant that I'm never going to remember to this day because we can't plant them. So yeah. I don't care yeah. anymore. I'll smell it again if we ever go back there. Yeah. But the, the smell was just like, you just wanted to sit down on the sidewalk and just not. You didn't care if you ate. You didn't. I mean, it was that yummy. It was just like, wow. Oh, I'd love to smell that. So you can't remember the name of it. No. And you were in Aruba. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody listening can let you know what that might be. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's oh, a lot I of flowers there. Oh, I hope they do. Because yeah. you could buy it in, you know, artificial form. Like, yeah. A, um, what's the store that has all the plug-in things for the... <laughs> uh, Bath and Body Bath Works. Bath and Body, thank you. Thank you. Bath and Body Works, because I bet you they have it. What's La- your favorite plug-in? Oh, Laundry Day. Mine too. Oh, yeah. shut yeah. up. That is yum. Yeah. Yeah, I love that too. Okay, one of my, probably my favorite scent is Spearmint. Not Peppermint. I like Peppermint, mm-hmm. Wintergreen, but Spearmint. Anything green, like um, the green gum, Spearmint gum, mm-hmm. um, mint, Growing mint. I have some mint in my garden, too, that just came in by accident. I love that smell. I love it so much. It makes me feel so good that, let's say that I committed that murder that I dreamed about. Oh, no. (laughs) I committed that murder and um, was being executed. I said I was going to be hung, and they were walking me out to the gallows. If I had a mint tea bag... I could sniff it. Stop it. I could sniff it and say, no. Let's do this thing. <laughs> it calms me that much to smell. Really? Yeah. yeah. And the bad thing is my mother hates, spearmint makes her physically ill, like spearmint, um, any kind of mint in toothpaste, spearmint, peppermint, wintergreen. So I have to buy her um, cinnamon toothpaste. It's the only thing she can tolerate. The smell of mint mouthwash just makes her feel hmm. ill, which I think is interesting. And where I'm, I'm just not, adore I'm not a it. big fan of spearmint. Oh, really? I mean, I'm, do you remember clover gum? Yes. Cloves, right? It smelled yeah. like cloves. Well, was it cloves? I believe Clo- it was. Okay. Like. That was yum smelling. Yeah. You don't see that much anymore, but well, I remember that I smell. don't know that you ever see it anymore. Have <laughs> yeah. you? There was clove cigarettes. The smell of clove. Now that you said that, my brain is mm. bringing it back. Wow. So, yeah. That is a yum smell. Yeah. Right yeah. there. What was it called? Clove? It was clove chewing gum. Clove chewing gum. Okay. Yeah. Or I mean, it wasn't clover, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't like clover no, in the no, yard. No, not that I know. The green little. Yeah, wasn't clover. No, but gardenia. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is that another one of your favorites? Ooh. Yes. Yeah. I could smell that all day long. Yeah. I like uh, lilies. I can't think what a lily smells like. Um, I mean, I know you can't describe it, but. I know, but um, the, the lilies. Uh, that golly, they've got such a wonderful smell. It just makes me woo. Yeah, it's just very personal to each person. Citrus, I love grapefruit. Grapefruit overall, grapefruit does make people happy. You know, okay, you know, have said, you know what else grapefruit does? What I never knew this, but if you put um, any kind of clum that has grapefruit in it, people think when they smell it, they automatically notice you was younger <gasps> oh maybe i should just get grapefruit and just rub it all over my body you could you could cut it in half and just i know like, oh buddy oh buddy i'm 20 <laughs> <laughs> <Not a lot. laughs> 
Very interesting. Oh, I'll have to look into that. Puppy breath. We've both been experiencing puppy oh. breath. And I can't really describe that smell. What is that smell? It's almost like the smell of a new baby, too. You know, it's like newness. Before you get tainted by the world, you're still innocent and you smell that clean. It's just yum. Yeah. There's no way else to describe puppy breath and babies. Because babies are like, are like doused in like baby lotion and when they get their little bass yeah. they smell like you yeah. just want to just go God, <laughs> yeah. just take you exactly but puppy breath is just like and you're right because you said the last time when i said something about puppy breath you went eventually it comes to dog breath yeah, what does like, that happen? oh man what you just ruined it for me <laughs> i guess puppies go through puberty just like teenagers and yeah, the room start to smell <laughs> it does it stinks and yeah. ugh. of course babies you want them to have a clean diaper that makes a difference now some let's think about is there any other smells you really love you want to mention before we change topic no from our I, best smells no Unless something comes up in my head. <laughs> what smells do you have in your home? Because your smell always, house always smells so great. I know you have the laundry day. You have candles? Yes. Or? From Bath and Body Works as well. Um, and there's some that I, I always look at reviews mm-hmm. to see which ones are the most reviewed and people really like it. And I do like strong smells. Yeah. I don't like something that says, oh, this candle I love because it had such a weak smell. It's what? very subtle. No, nothing about I don't subtle, want right? nothing subtle. I want something strong. <laughs> Bring it to me, baby. There you go. Yeah. And so there are some that I've gotten that, oh, okay, one of them is the gardenia. That is yum. There's another one that's like, um, there's several that are beach, but one of them is really good. I don't remember. So it's probably got like coconut. I love that coconut oh smell. Oh my gosh. Hawaiian Tropic suntan yeah. lotion. It smells so good. Oh, Hawaiian Tropic suntan lotion that yeah. we used to use. Yeah, the oil. Yes. Yeah. And I, it I smells think it's so it reminds good. me of the beach. Yeah. Yes. It reminds me of being there and before you cared about your skin getting old and wrinkly. and I mean, before you cared about getting like cancers, like melanoma. <laughs> you didn't have cellulite. It's yeah. just the greatest. Yeah. You're just like rocking it. <laughs> All right, what about unusual smells? Like, I like the smell of onions cooking. You know, you think of onions as being stinky, but if I smell onions cooking, I automatically get hungry. Hmm. Makes me, makes my mouth water. And Are you an onion fan? I like onions. I'm just not real sure that I'm an onion fan. The smell of it, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, because it usually makes my mascara run. Oh, yeah. Especially when I'm cutting them. (laughs) But you're saying cooking them, but, oh. You know, anytime you start a stew or something in the crock pot, you want to soften the onions a little bit, cook them up in the butter. It just smells, oh, so good. I love that. Okay, these are weird. And maybe maybe you'll like them too, but we'll see. Exhaust. (laughs) You like car exhaust? (laughs) You really didn't just say that, did you? I like car exhaust. Nope. No, you like the smell of it? (laughs) I do. No, you do not. I do. Not like overpowering. No, Dina. No. <laughs> I know it's not healthy. No, no. <laughs> no, I, no. Why? I don't know. Ooh. Gasoline. That's I like not. The smell no. Of gasoline. <laughs> not like. In That's con- why when I was getting gas and it spilled on your foot, you were like, I don't care. 
I don't care. We'll just smell it all the way to Nashville. No, wash it off. Vomit. Uh, now, let me say, it's not healthy for you. To, you should turn away from the gas pump when you pump gas, but I love the smell of gasoline. Oh, no. Rubber tires. It's kind of on the same family. No. <laughs> I don't. No. Oh, my God, I don't know. Please have some weird. You know something? This is what you're making me think of. When you're saying all those things that you like to smell, all this doing is making me think of things I don't, don't like to smell, <laughs> which is like salmon patties. Oh, uh, oh I love salmon. Uh, no. I mean, I'm talking about in fish sticks when I was really young. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm salmon patties and fish sticks. Uh. Did you like to eat them, though? No. You didn't like it? Well, I now I can't even stand it. I mean, I love salmon, mm-hmm. but I can't stand to smell salmon patties or fish. I don't even know if they even make fish sticks because I, I don't even think they were fish. <laughs> Remember, it was yeah, like that little hooey. Like, <laughs> I think like they had pirate. like dinosaur shaped fish sticks. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh. So, you know, that's a big part of the ocean smell, though. The literal, not the bottled ocean smell, but when you walk down the beach, it's fish. You don't like that smell. I smell ocean. I mean, unless there's like algae or whatever that you smell. I mean, like I'm like thinking about the ocean right now. I mean, yeah. it just smells clear and fresh and mm-hmm. good. I'm not smelling like dead seafood fish. or, okay. yeah, no. All right. I always think of dead fish when I think of Okay, that. well, good. <laughs> okay, try to make me feel less weird and tell me something unusual. That you like the smell of. Ah. Please. <laughs> I'm trying because rubber tires and... Oh. I think that might be... Rubber tires might bring back a memory of me with my dad. He'd say, do you want to go to the store with me? And we'd go to like Sears in the automotive department. And he was getting something. Mm. And they had the tires on display. And I'd be trying to keep up with them. You know, my little legs trying to keep up with them. And I would smell those rubber tires. You know, he was doing out doing daddy things and he would ask okay, me to come see that that 1000 percent makes sense okay one thing that i do like to smell because i cannot stand the smell of smoke okay i hate it okay but my granddaddy smoked a pop mm. i love that smell of a pop um not a whole lot of people like a smell of a pop i i detest the smell of cigars yeah. Or cigarette smoke. But love the smell of a pop. Now, my dad smoked a pop briefly. And it had like a, you know, they have scents. Kind of mm-hmm. like vapes are now. And his was like a cherry or something. So, is there a particular scent that you knew what it was? Or was it just represent your grandfather? No, it's just, um, when my papa would light it up, I was just like, oh, <laughs> that is so... Great. And another scent that I know would repulse a lot of people. But okay. Oh, good. There's, Tell me, there, please. There's, there's not a lot of people that would know it. And when Roman Haas was in Knoxville, they made plexiglass. Okay. That's the company that my father worked for. Oh, okay. And every single day he came home, his suit smelled like the factory. Right. He didn't work in the factory because... but. Anytime you went even close to Roman Haas downtown, you smelled plexiglass. Yeah. But it was something, I don't know if it just represented my dad or what, but I loved the smell 
I mean, he'd come on and take off his suit, and I would just, like, get on and, oh, and I would smell it because oh. it was like, oh, that's my daddy. Yes, that's so sweet. Yeah, no, it didn't smell good because I know the smell you're no, talking about. No, it's not. So that rep- there's another great example where it brings an emotion to you. Exactly. Yeah, I-, I could see where that would represent your dad is taking care of you. He's he's a constant. He's working. He's making money to take right. care of you, and that represents what your dad's been doing all day. Yeah. Yeah, that's so sweet. That's like, my dad works at the telephone company. I don't remember a smell. Smelling telephones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what telephones smell like. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a sweet story. I Except like that. somebody's breath on the end of it. <laughs> Ooh, what if you could Ooh. smell breath over a telephone? <laughs> that would be bad. So I have a note down here to ask you what smell actually makes you go, Ugh, and you said... Salmon. That'd be your answer, salmon. You think fish? And fish sticks. Fish sticks make you go. But not salmon. Salmon patties. Okay. Not salmon. Okay. I love. The onion and the egg. I love salmon. Yeah. I just don't like salmon patties or fish sticks. <laughs> it's actually making you gag now. No, it is. Ooh. Okay, mine would be vinegar. I know vinegar is a real popular flavor on things, but how does anybody get vinegar past their nose into their mouth? Are you a vinegar fan? No, oh. I mean, but vinegar is great to kill weeds. Okay, I believe it. It <laughs> smells like it would be great to kill I weeds. <laughs> I mean, it just makes me go, Ugh. you know, I really cannot control it. And I got a shower put in. You know, you did the same thing. We mm-hmm. had showers put in. They say, only Clean use with water vinegar. and vinegar. Well, that's a bull. Okay, thank you, because I'm just in there going, no, <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't have, what do you use? What haven't I used? Okay, okay, but the best thing, this is crazy, (laughs) but if you use unsweetened tea, what? That is the greatest (laughs) glass cleaner ever. How do you do it? Get a jug of really, well, half a jug. So, like, no artificial sweetener, just no unsweetened tea. And then just you could make your own if you want, like, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then just put it on a, a paper towel. And clean your glass. It'll come out sparkling. You can clean your mirrors, anything. I was like, I am not going to put tea. And then I heard it, and I tried it, and by gosh, it worked. Do you have to rinse it off? No. Wow. Absolutely not. That's a great tip. You just do it. (laughs) That's amazing. That's a great tip. So get rid of your vinegar. Thank you. I love the smell of tea. That's another good smell is tea. I don't like tea. I don't detest the smell of it. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. Is it possible... To lose your sense of smell. I mean, really lose it. And research suggests that our brains have 1,000 different receptors for scents. It's 1,000. But sometimes people lose their sense of smell. It's true. Some causes are aging, a brain injury, or an infection with COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some allergies will cause you to lose your smell. This Dr. Denown, he says, since smell and memory are closely linked, losing your sense of smell can affect your memory. So, in fact, the relationship between smell and memory also plays a role in memory-related health issues. A loss of smell can be attributed to an early sign of Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, and that in turn can contribute to depression. Because if you lose your sense of smell, you also lose the connection to certain memories. So you're not getting the triggers from smell that flood the brain with feel-good hormones like dopamine you know even just when I have a cold I can't really smell or taste or you know it's like you feel like you're kind of in this bat or I do I feel like I'm in a vacuum or a tunnel mm-hmm. when my head is stopped up and I don't I'm not experiencing 
the world like I normally do. So it is possible to lose your smell. Have you known anybody who lost their smell? Yeah, Becky. She did? Yeah. From COVID? But, I mean, no. No. I mean, Becky lost her smell years ago. And th- this is the silliest thing. Like, when she's coming over to my house, I'm like, oh, I'm lighting candles because she can't smell it anyway. I, I swear, I don't. Wow. I don't even light any candles or... Oh, well, maybe if she's going to spend the night, I'm not going to spray the sheets or anything because she can't smell it. (laughs) So, I don't care. Well, let me ask you this in a very polite way. So, you guys are just like having a slumber party together. What If she knows she can't smell. (laughs) But. (laughs) You know where I'm going. (laughs) I mean, really, have you tested it to see if she really, really can smell? No, she really, really cannot (laughs) smell. Can she hear? No. Uh, yeah, she can hear. And um, so you, you know what? She can hear her husband, and she can hear my husband, but she can't smell a thing. Well, you know, 75 to 90% of your taste is derived from smell. Does she, I mean, does she ever talk about that food doesn't really interest her? Or mm, No, she can taste. She oh, can? Yes. Okay, well, there goes that. Theory. I know. Because, no, she can taste because she loves a petite filet. That's her very favorite. That's and good. she'll tell you, and she'll let Greg know, this wasn't cooked right. Or <laughs> this was delish. So she has a very sophisticated palate, even with yes, the loss of smell. Yes, she does. Wow, so she's like a phenomenon, I think. Yes. All right. Well, that's good. Now, if you've lost your sense of smell, all hope is not lost. With something called olfactory training, you can coax your brain to recover those lost connections to smell. So maybe you can work with her on this. Yeah. My brother-in-law lost his sense of smell. He had COVID. Every COVID there was. And eventually he said, I don't think my smell's is not coming back. I don't. So what you do is you olfactory training teaches a brain to remake the connections back to specific scents. You can do it yourself by exposing your nose to four different pleasing scents. You don't want to use stinky scents like lemon, oregano, you know, that's a very Mm -hmm. strong smell, lavender, and cinnamon, like you were talking about. So what you do is you smell it and try and identify it. Like you see in your hand, you're holding a lemon. So you smell whatever you can smell and and tell your brain that that's lemon. And you want to do it for 25 seconds. And that allows the brain to process that scent for a full minute before moving on to the next. So you're looking at a lemon, you're smelling a lemon, whatever you smell, that's now what a lemon smells to you. Mm-hmm. And it may not smell like it used to, but you tell your brain you're smelling a lemon right now. Right. Therefore, if you walk into a room and smell whatever you're smelling, how weak it is or how different it is, your brain knows that's a lemon. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I explaining it? It does. Okay. okay. So you just retrain your brain to of each of those things. So that's lemon, lavender, oregano, and cinnamon. So maybe you could suggest that to to Becky. Uh, if you still can't make out a smell after you've done that, don't fret. Over time, your brain will make the connections, Dr. Dendown says. It may take a few weeks or even months, but if you're persistent, treat it like an exercise. Your brain's ability to sense the smells will come back because your smell is like a it's like a muscle. So you just want to exercise that muscle. Said so it could take up to three months for those four scents before You've established this is what they smell like to me now, and then you can move on to other smells. That sounds like a lot of work to smell, but I don't know if you permanently lost your smell. That that could be really depressing, and I think it would. Yeah. I mean, only because I just love to smell, like 
you walk in, like we were saying, when your mom took you into the bakery or whatever, mm-hmm. you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, or yeah. you walk into a restaurant and, oh, you know, yeah. they've got people, you know, grilling steaks right there in front of you. Right. That's the very first smell that just, bam. Oh, that's a great you. smell. Great smell. I know. Dead cows. And, I mean, <laughs> oh, no, let's not say that. <laughs> So this says if you're still struggling to get your sense back, make an appointment with your primary care provider to rule out other causes. Because even like infections, sinus infections and uncontrolled allergies can impact what you smell. And it could even sometimes take up to a year for you to recover your smell. I personally have a very weak sense of smell. And I think I've said that to you before. Like you say you smell, I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. smell it. I can smell um, because vinegar still makes me go, Bleh, but it has to be something really strong. You know, uh, I know people like my mom. I call my mom a super smeller because she can't... If I'm in the kitchen making myself a salad, she's allergic to lettuce, so she can't have a salad, but I'll be in there making a salad. She'll say, oh, you're having cucumbers and green peppers and spring greens. And as I'm cutting things, oh, you're going to put tomato on that? I mean, I think... (laughs) I think my mom could actually smell like a color. And you're wearing a red shirt. (laughs) Oh, wow. And it can be a little annoying. No offense, mom. But she'll be like, what's that smell? I smell, you know, um, spilled ketchup. Maybe you spilled ketchup in the kitchen or she smells the garbage. You know, it really like makes her, it's kind of a curse because it makes her feel physically ill. Strong smells. Do you think you're a strong super smeller or? No, I think I'm an average smeller. I mean, I can't. Like, I'm not a super smeller. I don't smell things where they're like, woo. Yeah. Um, No, I'm glad, too. Yeah, me too. Because I am so happy I can't smell ketchup spilled (laughs) because, well, live with Greg. (laughs) He spills things. He spills everything. Love him. (laughs) I've always felt like my mom could work in a, like a perfumery or something, you know, to identify smells. Okay, let's talk about natural body smells. Not like B.O. stinky smells, but a clean person, a showered person, but no cologne. They're natural smells. Studies have shown that body odor is strongly connected with attraction in females. According to the Social Issues Research Center, it's been found that women are attracted to androstenol. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a natural chemical found in fresh male sweat so would you say greg's smell is what attracted you to him or absolutely not (laughs) okay you know something i'm just gonna be real honest here if you get out of the shower you're gonna smell like what you bathed with i don't think i just don't think there is a human smell I could be dead stinking wrong on this. According to research, you are. Well, let's say he's taking a shower and then eight hours have passed. Is there a different smell then? Well, yeah. would be his natural smell. I mean, because you've gotten, you've done activities during the day, so you've gotten hot or whatever. And so, yeah, obviously. I mean, because you're going to have a little bit of B.O., because you're going to sweat doing that. Really? I think there's a period of time, however brief, between shower and when the B.O. comes creeping in, that there's a natural smell in between there. Maybe after four hours. 
And whether you know it or not, too, I think you like Greg's scent. Maybe you don't really. Well, no, that. I love him. I mean, no, I mean but I like him with his cologne that he wears because <laughs> I buy it for him. Sometimes people are attracted to other people's special brand of human smell. So everybody has their special brand of human smell, whether you believe it or not. I think it's subconscious. It sounds weird, but every so often, a chemically compatible match comes along. You get all caught up in a phenomenon that's called body odor attraction. The University of Kent research suggests that men can distinguish between the scents. Now, we're talking about men smelling women now. They can st- distinguish between the scents of a woman when she's attracted to you. She gives off a scent as opposed to she's hmm. not interested in you. So the detection of this arousal scent may function as an additional channel in the communication of that you're interested. And this is all subconscious. People don't know what's happening, according to this research. So if you went out on like a first date and you were sitting close and you could close enough where you're, you're smelling each other, but you don't even realize you're doing it, that... If a woman was attracted to you, she gives off the scent like, yeah, I'm interested in another date or a kiss goodnight or whatever. Like pheromones? Yeah, like pheromones. Yeah, it's called oxytocin. It's called a love hormone. So you obviously are a match with Greg, I think. Uh, So universally good smells after research and polls and good smells are lavender and vanilla. That's the favorite scents of women. How do you feel about lavender and vanilla? I like both of them. Do you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. Men like vanilla and grapefruit. So there you go. The grapefruit, grapefruit. is because they think the woman is younger. So. Right. <laughs> uh, other favorites are white flowers like tuberose and ylang-ylang. I think I'm saying that right. And then gourmand flavors, which are things you can eat. Honey, chocolate, vanilla, like we said before, and candy. Amber and spicy scents. Spicy scents make you feel spicy. Mm-hmm. You know? So And to lift your mood, this says use citrus and mint. So there you go. Like, I don't care to be hung from the gallows when I'm smelling mint. So that's like, puts you in a really, really good mood. So it's not just me. That's research suggests that. Why? Okay, let's go to perfumes and scents. You said you buy Greg's scent. So you picked it out for him because you're the one who smells him, I guess. Right. You felt like you should make that choice. So what did you, what does he wear? I know, but you're going to ask me to name it and you I'm not going to be able it. to, but I mean, I just know it's like a, it's like a very clean out of the shower. Okay. So it's scent. not like a heavy no, amber or spice I don't, or anything, no. sandalwood or anything. Mm-mm. Like I just like a real clean, crisp yeah. smell. Yeah. I like, uh, I think it's called Polo Black. I really like that. And it's kind of has that. Yeah. It may have a little musk in it. I don't know. but well, uh, Musk is good. Yeah, I like musk. Too. Musk is really good. If you're interested, perfumes that celebrities wear, if you want to smell like a celebrity. Kourtney Kardashian wears Golden Ticket by Sniff. There's a company called S-N-I-F. It's bergamot, black tea, green tea, sage, and it's like a green, woody, incense, amber kind of smell. Kylie Kardashian wears Coconut Passion, and it has gardenias in it. So mm. that's that's what we were talking about, coconut and gardenias. Megan Fox, she wears Instinct by Avon. Do you remember Avon? Mm. <laughs> Apparently it's still around. And, uh, you know, it's her scent. Does she really wear it? I don't know. Beyonce wears Angel's Share by Killian, and it's an, uh fruit, notes of cognac. Killian Hennessy makes Hennessy alcohol. Mm-hmm. So he uses a lot of the same smells you smell in his alcohol. Uh, he uses warm vanilla, cinnamon spice, sandalwood. Adele wears Dior's Hypnotic Poison. That's uh, amber and vanilla 
scent. We'll leave links to those perfumes in case you want to smell like a like a star. Okay, <laughs> I like Valentino. Oh, I've never smelled that. Uh, Roma. That's what I wear. Valentino. Oh, is that what you wear? Mm. Okay, I was going to ask you what yes, you wear. Yes, because that's, I think that is wonderful. I haven't smelled that. I, need to smell. I mean, I think you smell good. But I, I like, people come up to me if I, I rarely wear anything. But when I do, people come up to me and say, oh, you're wearing whatever it is. And I think, how do, can you do that? Can you identify smells? Like if you're in a Mm-mm. store with people. No, no. Either people who do that really amaze me. Because I used to wear Coco, Mademoiselle, and... People would say, "Oh, you're wearing Coco or Mademoiselle," oh, and I would like, Whoa. "How do you know that?" Yeah, because I, I can't smell it on myself. And then yeah. I'm like, "Oh God, do, do I, I have on too much?" <laughs> no, yesterday I was in Marshalls, and and this lady goes, "What kind of perfume do you have on?" Because oh, it's wonderful. And I went, "Hold on," and I had to look it up on my yeah. phone. Yeah, and she goes, "It just smells wonderful." I said, "Wait a minute, is it too strong?" Because you smelled it. She goes. <laughs> No, it's awesome. That's great. So. That's great. Well, I think different perfumes smell differently on other people. Because I've had people ask, what do you smell? And they buy it and they say, here, I'm right. just going to give it to you. Because it does not smell on me like it smells on you. So right. I guess that's your natural body oils. I used to, years ago, you remember the body shop and you could buy a little mm-hmm. <laughs> glass bottle mm-hmm. and go in and mix whatever mm-hmm. you wanted. I used to do that and mix like vanilla and musk and gardenia. Usually is what I would do. But I don't, I don't know if those exist anymore or not, but... I don't know if they do either. And it had the little, like, paddle yeah. thing, and you just put it behind your ears. And, yeah, I wish those still existed. That's fun to kind of come up with your own. So I used to wear white shoulders, and I, I like Dior by Jador, but it's just not something that I, you know, it's kind of like a splurge, and if I get it for Christmas, I'll use it. I get flattered when I wear white shoulders, even though it's kind of an old lady fragrance. I, don't know I know, but it smells yummy. It really does. It really yeah. does. Yeah. So I think it just mixes probably with both of our body chemistries to get a lot of compliments. And that's really, if you think about it, why you're wearing perfume for other people, really, I guess. Do you think? Well, I don't know. I like to sniff myself. <laughs> okay. a, I mean, a little bit. Okay. Okay, that's fine. We've been receiving lots of kind and encouraging messages from our listeners. It really means so very much to us and keeps us excited about doing more episodes. We really just want to brighten your week. So we've created a Facebook page as a place for all of us to come together as a community. We want our Facebook page to be a place where you can discuss the topics on our podcast, leave your own related stories, and please share a laugh. You could also ask us questions there. You could even suggest topics for new episodes. We also post clips from our new episodes as they are available. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Dina and Tia. Be sure to click follow on our Facebook page so that our post will show up in your feed so you won't miss a thing. We usually only post one a day so we won't be filling up your feed. I just hate a Facebook feed filler upper. Me too. They're the worst. Oh, and if you could leave a review while you're there, that would be so awesome. Just click the review button under the photo of our big old mouse. <laughs> That's facebook.com forward slash Dina and Tia. Thanks. So let's talk about stinky things. Oh boy. Believe it or not, there's actually a way to measure stink. And it's from zero to six, zero being no odor, and six being 
intolerable is what they call it. But I think of it as the <laughs> So there's a company that actually measures, goes in and measures how stinky something really is. Wow. <laughs> and they have ranked the top 10 stinkiest smells. So. I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> Honestly, I cannot <laughs> wait to hear them. I think this company actually goes in and gets rid of smells that you can't get rid of. It's called Parsons. This is in no particular order. They're all just pretty much as bad as the next. One is hydrogen sulfide, a relatively common chemical found in many natural occurrences. Hydrogen sulfide is that foul, rotten egg mm-hmm. smell. I've smelled that like coming oh. out of my car before. I don't know uh, what that smells. It stinks. It's awful. Eggs smell terrible when someone else is mm. eating them, but when you're eating them, they're good. And sometimes, you know, the egg passes through your body and kind of emits that same Sulfur, and I've also heard that, like, hell smells like sulfur. You know, you think about it. Yeah. To me, that's probably the worst smell. If you smell sulfur in a movie, that's, you know, Satan is coming, or a devil or a demon or whatever. Raw sewage. Ugh. Obviously, unsurprisingly, sewage and fecal matter are ranked very high as appalling odors. And it's due to a bacteria. So the bacteria is breaking down. And they also, in sewers, they have these things that build up that they've named fatbergs, F-A-T-B-E-R-G-S, in sewers. They're congealed lumps of fat sewage. Oh, my word. <laughs> Nobody's eating right now. Improperly flushed items that go down in the sewer, so... They become fatbergs. The corpse flower. Have you ever heard of the corpse flower? No. We're talking about flowers and how good they smell, but there is a thing called a corpse flower. It gives a hint as to what it smells like. The huge corpse flower is native to western Sumatra, so hopefully you'll run into it unless you happen to be in Sumatra. I I don't think I'm going soon. (laughs) Okay. Ever. The scent it emits is said to smell very strongly of rotting flesh. Ooh, it's also called the carrion flower. It's extremely large. I have seen photos of people standing beside these. It's like one big, huge bloom, and it's very creepy looking. Okay, rotten flesh. You know, oh. Just to be frank, whether it's roadkill or a bloated whale carcass that's been baking in the sun, rotting and decaying flesh are rated as possibly the worst smell you can encounter. Gross. I mean, I would agree with that. Like I the, would, too. The possum we smelled on the road was really, really bad. That's when you can smell and taste it. <laughs> you actually taste it. Mm. Particularly humans, obviously. Turtles and pigs have the worst decomposing smell because they have a complex bacteria. And I've heard pigs have very a lot of things common to humans. Pigs do, but bacon is so good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Thioacetone is one of the worst smells. Um, it's kind of a sulfur... It's actually been known to induce vomiting. You can smell it within a half a mile radius. Thioacetone is regarded as a dangerous chemical simply due to its awful smells. So that's just like a chemical that we probably would not encounter. The durian fruit, the Southeast Asia fruit, is a real marmite in the food world. To some, it smells sweet and musky with a rich, creamy, and nutty flavor. And they actually use it in desserts and buns. Mm. But to other, it, it's a spiky fruit. It smells like rotten onions, sweaty socks, and turpentine. Isn't that weird? Oh, wow. How one person could smell it one way and another person could smell it another way. That's really interesting. Yes, this fruit is. is so pungent, it's actually banned on public transport 
in several southeastern Asian countries, including Malaysia, Thailand, Philippines, and Singapore. Okay, you're a cheese fan, right? <laughs> Major. Major cheese fan. Major. Now, do you like stinky cheese? No, I don't like stinky you cheese. You don't like stinky cheese. I kind of like blue cheese and... Okay, I like blue cheese, but I don't like to smell it. Oh, you don't like to smell it? I like to eat it. <laughs> well, this cheese is... I don't know how to pronounce this. V-I-E-U-X, Vu-Balone cheese. Okay. It has been repeatedly established as the smelliest cheese in the world. Mm. It's unpasteurized, unpressed cow cheese. It smells so bad because it's washed in beer. Are you a fan of the smell of beer? No. I'm not really either. No, so. I, I don't even like beer. So the beer reacts with the enzymes in the cheese, and it produces a really high, pungent aroma. But I think cheese connoisseurs are kind of into the smellier cheeses. I think that's kind of like a snobby thing if you don't like smelly cheese. So, What's your favorite kind wow. of cheese? Oh, please don't ask. I mean, <laughs> I, I pretty much like every kind of cheese. I'm not a big fan of Asiago, though. That's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> that's kind I, of a it's, got, it's, it's kind of got like a, a, to me, it's got a bitter kind of taste. Okay. Yeah. To me. I really like it. It's kind of crumbly. and. Um, but see, I like blue cheese, so why wouldn't I like Asiago? I don't know. But when I go to like a, a cheese factory, like a tour, I always buy the Asiago. Wow. Asiago. But there you go. Different strokes for different folks. Different cheese for different... <laughs> Peas. <laughs> Peas in a pod. Okay, I can't even begin to pronounce this word. But it's kind of considered the most smelly thing in the world. And it's called... Surstrushaming, S-U-R-S-T-R, question mark, A-M-M-I-N-G. I'm going to show you. It's got a question mark and a little tilde over the A. So it's actually got punctuation in the middle of it. That's how smelly it is. Originating in Sweden, it's fermented herring. Can you imagine? No. Not just fish. Fermented no. fish. Mm-mm. And people actually eat it. So, uh, it's banned in several airlines, and it was a legitimate reason for an eviction in 1981 after a tenant spread it throughout his apartment stairway. I mean, it's got to be bad if it's got punctuation oh, in it. horrible. <laughs> okay, fermented shark is another. Apparently, Swedish people like fermented fish. Zorilla, also known as a striped polecat, which closely remembers a skunk, resembles a skunk with black and white striped bodies that are much smaller and part of the weasel family, they release a foul-smelling spray from their anal gland. Oh, my word. <laughs> they do that when they feel like they're in danger. So apparently it's even worse than a skunk. And then rotten food. I think we can all agree rotten food is the worst if it's in your garbage or in your refrigerator. It's funny because garbage pretty much smells like... Garbage. I mean, well, yeah. no matter what you put in it, it's yeah. like, that's garbage. Garbage does smell like garbage. <laughs> it's gross. Yes. Okay. All right, Tia. Story time. Stinky story time. Oh, boy. You want to go first? Okay. Um, this is a little embarrassing, but... Um, Stinks usually are. Of course. Uh, <laughs> not as bad as this. Oh, I no. Don't think, though. Um, I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> Greg and I used to have um, Bible study at our house, mm-hmm. and at that point in time, we had 
five dogs. Okay. And um, so everybody would like get like something to eat, like a little snack, and then we would have, you know, our little Bible study. Mm-hmm. Well, one night I noticed because I was sitting where I could actually see everybody, and everybody was making these like almost contorted faces. I was kind of <laughs> like, what, what, what? And then finally, one of the people went, just like did a timeout with their hand and they said, I'm sorry, I'm about to throw up. One or more of my dogs had expelled gas and they were about to throw up because it was deplorable. Finally, when they all got up to move away, the smell hit me and I was like, oh my word, this is deplorable. I have smelled that smell because I, I pet sit. And I'll be sitting on the sofa, and it's silent. You know, like they say, silent. It's silent but deadly. violent. Yeah, it's silent but no, violent. it's silent but violent. It's like a meat smell. And I think that's when we were feeding him turkey. No, it's not a meat. It's the, like a... Dead human smell. It's like <laughs> gross. I yeah. mean, no one... And, like, Sandy, I think, had tears coming out of her <laughs> eyes because it was like... She was trying to be so kind and small, and it was like, Ugh. Well, you know, people blame it on the dog when it's them, but oh, I no. know for a fact it's your dog. Oh, no, I know the difference <laughs> between a dog and a human. Yeah, and I haven't really smelled it in a while from them, but I, it's funny because I texted my sister one day. I said, every time my pet sat here, because they have a like a human diet, and they have like, you cooked them chicken that you shredded and turkey that you cooked. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a great diet, and I would smell it, and it was kind of like, one of them would do it, and I could tell it's coming from another direction, and it just kind of wafts around you and surrounds you. And I texted her, and I said, it's always the exact same smell. It's quiet, and it smells. But then oh, no. it's contagious because I start doing it, too. So I wonder if you breathe in the smell, does it get into Stop your system it. and come out? Stop it. I mean, is that a thing? Stop it. No. I swear I did. No. Please don't say that. Yeah, so by the week was over, it was just unbearable. We were all doing it. <laughs> I swear Apparently I went into their food. Apparently you Febreze my house before <laughs> I go home. Yeah, yeah. But they don't do it anymore. So whatever you've changed is No, I, I don't cook anymore yeah. because it became too much. Yeah, I mean, it was great that you took the time to make them human food. And I think it's better for them, but it was did produce a lot of uh, noxious Yes, fumes. yes. <laughs> so it just came out, somebody had to say something. You had to break the ice and say it. That Let's all acknowledge the elephant in the room here. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't acknowledge it. Steve did. <laughs> and he was like, I can't take it anymore. And it was like a big timeout, like, uh-uh. I can't do this. I'm gagging here. <laughs> and we had to stop and everything. It was horrible. I mean, I was like, oh, golly. I mean, if they were human, they would go, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. I'd have gone to the bathroom. But no, they just sat on the couch and like got real close <laughs> to somebody and just let her go. Oh, I her? know. Yeah, everybody's looking at each other. Well, you know, there's some you can ignore. You Sometimes you can ignore the sound of a little fart because there's no smell. <laughs> and you're like, just like cough. Like you try, to go, <laughs> you try to recreate that sound with your tennis shoe on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> on it. <laughs> Arr, stop it. 
husband. I'm being my husband right now. But the smell you can't. No. Because you can't. you'll go, oh, that was one of the dogs. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's not funny, but when I had my dog for 15 years, my husband and I did not pass gas in front of each other. If we did, it was an accident. We were both devastated and embarrassed. Our entire marriage, we didn't do it intentionally. We were very embarrassed if we did. So we had the dog to blame it on. And even though we knew that's not what the dog smells like, he would say, Goober, right there. <laughs> Goober. And we would just both accept to lie and pretend that, no. that was the dog. Ah. So when he passed away the first time it happened, we were like, oh, what do we do? <laughs> Did I think it's one of those dead fish at the lake. <laughs> that smell has gotten yeah. into our home. Yeah, we have a gas leak or something. Yeah. So what is funny. it? That's hilarious. That's so funny. Well, my stinky story, and I may have told you this already, probably have because it's kind of, if I get to know you long enough, I do. It's a very traumatic story. <laughs> oh, no. So... It's the story of the stinky jeans. I don't know if I've ever told you that story. The stinky, the stinky jeans. jeans. <laughs> Please you, don't tell me you didn't wash them. Well, I did wash them. Oh. I washed them, but I forgot them in the washing machine. You know how you leave clothes? You probably don't know, but oh. us heathens who leave uh, clothes <laughs> in the washing machine without putting them in the jar for days, <laughs> I forgot they were in there. I washed them on their own because oh. I was going on a hot date. And on the weekend, so I washed them. I want my favorite jeans that made my butt look good back then. There's no hope now, but back then. And I forgot to put them in the dryer because I was irresponsible. Very young. So when it came time for my date, I was like, where are my jeans? Where are my jeans that make my butt look good? So I looked everywhere. I opened the washing machine, and that smell, that oh. sour smell mm. hit me. And I thought, there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm going to wear the, butt, the jeans that no, make my didn't. butt look good. No, you didn't. So I took a lot of um, dryer sheets. And put them in the dryer. I thought if I dry it in the dryer with the dryer sheets, it'll help. It helped a little bit, but it was more like sour flour. <laughs> Flowers that have soured. So I wore them. It's like somebody pooped a Christmas tree. <laughs> There's nothing like that smell of sour, wet clothes. Ugh. It's just like a bad orange or something. No. So I wore them. And when I got in the car, I said, look, I'm just going to say this. These were my jeans that I wanted to wear. I left them in the washing machine. I put them in the jar. So that smell you smell is my jeans. And we had dated enough for me to end up being my husband. To say that. Yeah. And okay. I thought I got it out of the way. And he said, well, I'm glad you told me. Because <laughs> he smelled it? Yeah. And so <gasps> when he turned like on the air, it was like blowing through oh, my jeans. Oh, no. Yeah. Like the air was coming up through my leg. Up <laughs> so it filled the car. So he said, well, it doesn't matter. We're going to the fair. We were going to the, to the carnival. Outdoors. You know, yeah. So it'll hit that outdoor sneaky smell. It won't matter. So we go to the carnival, we ride rides, we walk around, you know, you get the greasy smell, we ate the greasy food. We went through the petting zoo. The goats were jumping on me with their poopy feet, metal feet. <laughs> One of them actually knocked me down into the mud and the poop, so that added to it. I went into the bathroom, washed the back of them off, I thought, it doesn't really matter. And so when we were finished, we were having a really good time, you know, and I was crushing on him, and he said, let's go have a drink. You know, we're going to get a little appetizer or something, and I said... Well, I don't know. I feel like I smell so horrible. And he said, well, we'll just sit, you know, we'll go sit. Nobody's going to smell this. Nobody's going to know anything. So we went to a restaurant. When we got there, they had a live show, a comedian and a singer. It was like a variety show. And the only place, well, they, they came in and said, we're crowded. Uh, there's going to be a wait. And we said, oh, we'll just go somewhere else. And they said, well, let me see. Let me look. So she said, the only table we have is actually a good, it's a little table. It's up by the stage. 
And I said, oh, I'm not really comfortable sitting. You know, I feel like I stink. He said, Nobody, nobody's going to notice. So we go up and we sit near the stage in this little two-person table. It's a very mm-hmm. small table. That's why it wasn't filled. And there was mm-hmm. like a lot of people. So we're sitting there. I still feel a little subconscious, but I'm sitting there. And the guy starts to sing, whatever. And he's walking around to people singing. And he pulls me up. He grabs my arm and pulls me up on the stage. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I'm like, no, no. No. And I'm pulling back. No, no, no. No, no. So uh, the guy I'm with says, go on, go on. You know, he's forgotten about my stinky jeans. So I get up there on the stage and I'm just dying. He starts to sing this love song to me. You know, he's trying to be all romantic, singing this love song. And I'm just dying. Number one, I'd be dying if I didn't have on stinky jeans because I don't want to be the center of attention. But I'm up on this stage, crowded restaurant. He's singing this song. He drops down on his knees. Oh, no. And grabs my, puts his arm around my knee, like through my legs. It's like he's singing and looking up to me. And I look down at him, and the look on his face. (laughs) When he acknowledges that there's this horrible, sour, downy softener sheet, goat poop, greasy corn dog, carnival seat (laughs) milk. And he looks up at me, and we lock eyes, and he looks at me like, you're a monster. (laughs) You're disgusting. And I wonder Do because that. he was right at my knees looking Ugh. up and I'm thinking, where does he think that's coming from? Where? No. Oh, no, you did not. <laughs> I was mortified. He was mortified. And he slowly just kind of staggered up and walked the way to the other side. just said, you go ahead and she said no. And you went to the bathroom and so what? <laughs> oh, no. Probably. So that is the story of my stinky jeans. Oh, my word. And I would say the moral of the story is always smell nice when you go out, even if it's a petting zoo. <laughs> I can't believe you told me that. End of story, Alan. So, Tia, we've talked about good smells that bring back sentimental memories. We've talked about stinky smells that make us go, what? <laughs> Yippee. So I think what we've established is that smells are very powerful and can make us feel emotions, and that's because of where they go into our brain. They make us feel good things and bad things. They can lift our mood, give us energy, and they can even make us feel frisky, the natural body odors. So we'd love to hear from you regarding your memories around scents, your favorite, least favorite, your favorite perfume, or anything else you have to say. And I would say this week, just as you're going through your day, notice the smells around you, you know. Yes. Kind of taken for granted, I guess, but... We do. Notice the grass when you go out. Notice, the, Especially after it's freshly mowed. Yeah. The smell mm. after rain. Oh, it's been yeah. Trying. It's a great smell. My mother today actually said, I can smell that it's going to rain today. So she can smell before it mm-hmm. rains. So she really is a super center. <laughs> Just go to our website, deanandtia.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page, and you'll have all our contact information there. You can leave an email or a favorite, a voicemail, about your favorite scent memory please do we really do appreciate it up next tia time we would love to hear from you leave your questions or comments on our voicemail by visiting our website at dinaandtia.com your message may be played on the show you can find our instagram and facebook links there too Again, that's dinaandtia.com. Thanks for listening.
cents. Hmm, no, I'm not talking about dollars and cents. Rather, scents you smell, like fragrance or aroma. Did you know that according to the New York University Hospital study, our sense of smell is the strongest of our five senses and is the most tied to memory and emotion. 75% of all emotions generated every day are due to smell. Scents affect mood, concentration, memory recall, and emotion. Research shows that there is a 40% improvement in mood after being exposed to pleasant scents. In newsandhealth.gov, Gary Beauchamp said that when a person is subjected to certain scents, such as your mother's perfume or your favorite meal, those smells can bring pleasant memories. These are called odor-linked memories because the memories are brought on by smell, odors, or fragrances. I lost my mama unexpectedly in 2008. To this day, I sleep with one of her silk gowns and spray her perfume on it. I keep it wrapped around my pillow so I never lose the scent of my mama. In my head, I can also still smell my grandmother's cinnamon toast when I really start missing her. It's completely amazing how our Heavenly Father designed us with such intricacies. I'm grateful for all my senses and even more thankful that I still have all mine. I hope you have a blessed day.